TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 481 of the podcast, and I cannot believe it. The country's number one wellness expert is here again. He is the god of nutrition. He is my brother from another mother. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Hello, Piercy. Thank you so much. Your introductions never cease to amaze me. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on Facebook. If you're here live, unbelievable. If you're listening to this live, you missed out the live version. Um, it was recorded last week. Anyway, uh, Piercy, <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. 481, that's so incredible. And thanks, mate. I, I bloody love doing this podcast with you every single week. Here we are. Seriously, bring on 500. So recently, Damo, you did a power of food. I can't believe yeah. it that you're only charging 10 bucks for people to watch you, you know, one of Australia's greatest speakers. You're a god of nutrition and you're charging 10 bucks, but you fill a room. Of course you do. Over 120 people at uh, Sandringham and you no doubt took some questions uh, on your power of food evening. Now, lately, I've been going down. Um, I haven't. I haven't gone down many podcast rabbit holes uh, recently. But sorry, in in the last few years. But in the last um, three months or so, I've been listening to a lot of Zach Bush. Now, Zach Bush okay. um, is a, a medical doctor from the states. Cindy O'Meara, our dear friend, loves him. Uh, Charlie Arnott, one hundred not out guest of ours, loves him. Zach Bush does a lot in Regen Ag. He has that um, that. That great rags to riches story of a lot of medical doctors where they were just so stuck in the medical paradigm for years and they couldn't believe that they were getting nowhere or they felt like they were getting nowhere and they end up getting, you know, depressed and overweight and, um, you know, uh, I don't want to paraphrase too colloquially from Zach Bush's life, but, you know, marriage falls apart, you know, then you have all these big epiphanies and la, la, la. But one of his has just been the, um, the power of food. You know, um, and you know he'd be doing research studies and and realizing how important food was, but then couldn't believe that he couldn't get funding for, you know, showing the power of nutrition, and then he kind of realized why he couldn't get funding because of all these like patent blocks that there is on food because it's just there's no money in it. If you know what I mean, we can't make a, man- <laughs> you know. So you you know where I'm going with all of this. Um, yeah. But I've just enjoyed yeah. listening yeah, to his <laughs> his stories and awakenings and, you know, you think you're so right and you realize you're so wrong and then you go down these, um, you know, learnings and um, everything. So it's been um, – the more I've listened to Zach Bush talk, the more I've been questioning – just asking myself my own questions. And I listened to an episode um, the other day, um, and I'll credit it because it was on a podcast. The podcast was called Commune. Some people would pronounce it Commune, but I think it's called Commune as in like communing that come together. And um, and it's, it's like part of a course that he does anyway. It was called The Protein Myth. And I was like, oh, this will be interesting because um, I'm quite certain that Zach Bush is not vegan. But the 
episode he was talking about was about how we've been sold a lie that protein it's like every macronutrient has come like protein how do i say that because i've actually got questions i don't want to try and come across with statements anyway he spoke about protein and he's his premise was that um you know most people eat too much protein and i think i agree because particularly people that are having a lot of junk protein like junk food like quarter pounders and kfc and you know all of that but it yeah. did get me thinking of like, I just want to talk to Damo about this. Like, and I know I'm not giving you a lot of good context here. I'm kind of just saying, I listen to a podcast. What do you think? But we'll get there. I kind yeah. of feel like we can do that on this, on the, given the relationship that we have. You won't hate me for kind of doing it. But where you're at at, at the moment um, in your world, uh, do we eat too much protein? Yeah. 100%. We eat too much protein. There's no doubt about it. There's only about, I think we can absorb something like 40 to 80 grams of protein per day. That's about what we can actually absorb. And But that's that's of real protein. So let's say, for example, um, a piece of steak is 100 grams. 25 grams of that 100 grams is actually the protein, right? The rest of your water yep. So and fat. And so um, that... 25 grams essentially would make up around about 50% of your total protein requirement for the day to just exist. But most of us would consume way more than that. And in fact, when you look at the data, you look at the statistics, in America, they consume something like 780% of their necessary animal animal based proteins per year like it's like 781% wow um and they eat something like 500% of the chickens that they really need to be consuming you know so there's a huge amount of excess um fuel consumed from protein when you consider what the Americans, you know, people are doing in the USA. But that doesn't mean that New Zealand's not the same. That doesn't mean that Australia's not the same. It doesn't mean that Canada's not the same or the UK. Like, in fact, all of the Western world and all of the developed countries are all over-consuming protein by bucket loads, more than what we need to. Um, But let's just say this. It tastes really good. It's low in calories. And um, it has other vitamins and minerals in it. So it's an attractive macronutrient or attractive food group to consume for most people. So this is where I'm like, I really want to talk to Damo because he was he started going down the. It's almost like he would, you know, it's, um, he'd read Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton and he started talking about all of the proteins in the body that can be made, or that you know, there's thousands of proteins that the body needs to make, but we only get like one amino acid out of beef, or maybe it's more than one amino acid. I don't know, but he's like, it's not as simple as just having beef you know he was more talking about you want to have yeah you don't just want to get your protein from beef or chicken and then he started talking about you know you do get protein out of your vegetables and then i was like oh my gosh i feel like i'm listening to tony robbins again back in the day where it was like you know brussels sprouts have more protein per 100 grams than beef and it's like that you know that that that's true but it's like um it's a lot harder to eat um all of those Brussels sprouts, if you know what I mean. So this is because I start having – it's like my ve- my old vegan head and my more om- omnivore head start having a fight inside my brain when I hear these conversations. So yeah. um, 
on that, like, can you explain for people and for people that are watching or listening to this on Facebook, feel free to pop questions for Damo in here because I want this to be a bit of a Q&A episode. Can you talk to that conversation around protein from non-animal sources? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's just go back a few steps to talk about what we get from protein. Protein essentially is broken down by um, enzymes, which are other proteins. So proteins that we consume, that we ingest, are broken down by other proteins called enzymes uh, into these little things called amino acids. Oops, sorry, Jackson's decided to call me. Um, and so there's uh, – hi, Jacko. Uh, recording 100 on out right now. Um, and – there's 20 amino acids, so there's 20, and nine of those amino acids are essential. And by essential, that means that we need to consume them. We don't make them. That means that we make 11 of them. So we can make the 11 other non-essential amino acids, um, and, and we go really well with that. But where we come undone is if you're vegan or vegetarian and you don't consume foods that contain the essential amino acids, um, that then will leave you protein insufficient or protein deficient in your body because if you don't get the full complement of the amino acids that you require to uh, build your proteins, then you'll start to see muscle wastage, other health issues, um, other vitamin and nutrient insufficiencies, potentially, you know, other diseases, metabolic diseases that uh, could be prevented by actually eating those amino acids. So that's why they're called essential is because we need them in our diet. And so when we talk about, you know, healthy vegans and unhealthy vegans, it's mm-hmm. more in line with that they're just not getting enough of those um, uh, essential amino acids in their diet because they're, they're not getting it from other sources. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you could be a vegan and live on potato chips if you like. And so that's a, that's a vegan diet. It just is not a healthy vegan diet. So a healthy vegan diet would be that you would consume foods that are rich in plants. Of course, that's you know that's makes sense that you would eat vegetables um, if you're a vegan. That's where the word vegan comes from. And so uh, it would be you know, and I do know some vegans who are. Uh, scared to eat plants you kind of go are you serious you can't just eat tofurkey it's just not going to be good so um the foods like buckwheat and quinoa which are two of the grains that we have in uh forage contain all of the essential amino acids that work as a complement so if you have brown rice and, and quinoa or brown rice and buckwheat for example or brown rice and lentils or chickpeas or brown or quinoa and tofu or that sort of thing, then you'll start to get your full complement of amino acids. But if you don't eat the grains and the seeds and the legumes that give you those essential amino acids, that's where a vegan diet can become very unhealthy and nutrient insufficient for you. Yeah, this is the this is what I find Interesting. So, can now can I now um, can I now pop quiz you on my daily diet? Yeah. Just because you know I could do it with you, but I'm just, I mean, but I just want to get a sense. It's good for everybody. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. I feel like if we just yeah. give the uh, person that's wellness into a healthy diet, um, yeah. and just a little play of you know too much, not enough. On right. All right. So, do you know what I have for breakfast each morning? Uh, eggs and greens. <laughs> So it equates to, say, two scrambled eggs. This morning it was scrambled eggs, some baked beans, and um, 
and half a piece of toast because we're a bit tight in the Pierce family. There's three pieces of bread that go into the toaster and everyone gets half a piece each. Um, okay. <laughs> is that true? Well, it is most mornings. We get this good heavy yeah. bread and um, mm-hmm. otherwise we find that if then they if they get more than that, then they don't want the other things. So I'm yeah. like, you got to earn the right to the toast by eating your eggs and your greens. It's like a bonus. I love it. Um, so two eggs. Now, morning tea, you know, I have CPC, so that's like, you know, tahini. But I think I can just take them out for the minute because it's too hard. Oh, well, I think that would be too hard for you to calculate. Lunch. Lunch is often leftovers. I actually haven't eaten lunch today. I think you'd be proud of me because I'm just not hungry um, mm. and I'm cool with that. But if I am eating it, it might be like uh, well, if I was home today, it would have been a snag, a leftover snag. And some salad items and probably a not mm. lot more. I don't have a great appetite for like, well, you know, I can eat it, but it's like I way look forward to dinner and breakfast more than lunch. Uh, I might have an egg if it was um, there, um, but it's just a bit of a yeah, non-event lunch. Um, dinner is just like your meat and three veg. Now, when I say meat and mm. three veg, um, 500 grams of, say, mince beef mm. would feed our whole family for a dinner. Okay. So six six people in your family, yeah. So and that, varying sizes. So probably you would have the largest portion. So let's say you might have a hundred grams of beef. Yeah, yeah. And Sarah might have a hundred, and then the kids might have eighty. I'm just would kind Sarah of eat as much there. as you. Yeah, yeah. She loves it. Okay, great. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So and that's it. So so from your perspective, just I know we're just doing this live on the episode right now, but this whole yeah. too much protein question. Where, where would that sit in, you know, if my diet's like the same as a lot of people listening to this, is that on par, not enough, too much? Where are you on that? Okay. All right. Well, it doesn't sound insufficient, um, which is great. And so you've got your eggs and greens. Uh, so let's say, for example, you're having one egg-ish, maybe two eggs. I'd say two, two scrambled eggs. I scramble two. six, some for Sarah, some for yep. me, some for Maya, some for Spencer. Yep. So, yep, okay. so two. So six eggs feeding four of you. Yeah, but I get a bit more of the lion's share. So just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Feeding so let's three, say yeah. you get two, right? Yep. So you get about 13 grams of protein per egg, around about for a right. 60 gram egg, yep. something like that. Um, and then if you look at um, you're getting two, that's 26 grams of protein. So you're already halfway there to your protein sufficiency. And then you've got a snag. Hopefully it's a good one. Um, if it's a good one, then you might actually find that there's, say, 10 grams of protein in one sausage. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you know you're pushing up to 30, 36 36 grams. Yeah. Uh, which would be good. Um, and then there'll be a little bit of protein in the bread that you eat uh, from the grains uh, that are in there, plus the eggs that are maybe in that, and maybe if there's milk or whatever else that is, you know, used to build that bread, then there'll be some protein there. So let's just say it's another one or two grams of protein there. Um, and then your evening meal um, is your spag bowl. Let's say you have 100 grams there. It's 25% of yep. meat is going to be protein. So we're talking 25 grams. You're now pushing 60 grams of protein, more than that. You're at 65 grams of protein pretty much for the day. Um, you've done it. Not including CPC and the high-protein chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> high-protein chocolate. The high-protein glass of wine uh, with dinner and the high-protein yep. herbal tea I have throughout the day. Um, pretty much Tell you the way you're talking, but it's um that's it's it's a, it, you you are getting enough protein just by doing that. Um, but there would be other people that might do um a couple of eggs for brekkie, then for lunch maybe have um a burger, 
Um, and, you know, there's another, let's say getting 30 grams with brekkie, mm. then you get 30 or 40 grams with lunch, and then they sit down to a 200 or 300 gram, you know, piece of flesh at night time. Um, and so there's another, you know, 60 to 90 grams of protein there. So, for example, fish, which is 30% protein, the highest yield of protein um, for all flesh products, animal products, is fish. It's 30%. So, you you know, you, you get a big a big whack there. It's pretty mm. good. Yeah, okay. All right. That's interesting. And then and then, um, some of the other stuff that came up in this podcast was, again, stuff that I was, you know, learning and listening to years ago about uric acid and animals and all the rest of it. Like, where do you stand on urea, uric acid and animals and um yeah the, the impact that that might have on the body well uric acid becomes well i just want to answer fiona's questions are you getting enough veggies and that's a great question because oh, for uh, me he does have eggs and greens in the morning so tell us about the veggies you're having well normally uh, well at the moment there's broccoli there's cauliflower green beans um yep, that's for brekkie and there's something else well i do do a mean Spinach. eggplant uh, yeah, spinach, yeah, kale. Um, did, oh, lunch, if I'm having lunch, is a salad. Like, there's always greens. Like, it's not just a snag. It'd be a salad. And then dinner, yeah. there's always veggies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm probably I, – what I don't have enough of, I find, because I see my kids have so much of it, is fruit. I just don't mm-hmm. – I had an apple today. An apple would be the only piece of fruit I've had for the day, and I don't have an apple every day. I find I don't have anywhere near as much fruit as I – could but you know yeah that's a whole could versus should thing isn't it like you the the we talk about the good you know chemicals the the polyphenols that come from fruit they're really good um but you can get polyphenols from other things as well so you don't have to have grapes in wine (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) totally uh absolutely so so um and we do know that some you know blood types um, desire fruit more than other blood types. So mm. an A-type blood person would desire fruit more than an O-type blood person would. And so as an O-type blood person, I don't desire fruit much at all. So I would have berries um, every morning. I do have berries every single morning when I have my little, you know, nut and seed mix that I used to call forage. Um, so I I now I have that. But from a fruit perspective, I'm like you, PC. I'd hardly have any fruit. So, yeah. all right, so then you've got your apple. Yep. Yeah. And then lunch, you're going to have a salad. So what do you have in your salad? Uh, well, this will sound really boring for a lot of people, but lettuce, cucumber, kraut, uh, tomatoes, sauerkraut, sauerkraut tomatoes. Yeah. If there's some there, some olives, um, some of that, um, it's like raw garlic. What's that garlic in the olive oil, you know? Is it fermented garlic? Anyway, garlic. Um, you know, a European, you go to the deli and you get 100 grams of the... Yeah, garlics and... Um, <laughs> and then if there's a protein, I'll add that into the mix. You know. Yeah, great. So there you go. There's like three, four or five different vegetables there. And then you have two, three, four or five vegetables at dinner time, right? So yeah. the recommendation by um, the food pyramid is to have, you know, somewhere between three and five veggies a day and, you know, three fruits a day mm. or two to three pieces of fruit a day. But we're just saying that's incredibly mediocre. So the research says we're going to have 12 to 15 servings of fruits and vegetables per day, and you're probably getting close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've got deficiency there. There's a, a heap. No. Um, so no, garlic. Uric, uric, like garlic. no, it's, it's, um, 
Oh, it's all right. I don't. My brain won't click it into gear. Um. So urea, uric acid. Uric acid yeah. Where's all that at so in your world all, right now? Yeah. Part of part of just living a life means that we will produce urea, uric acid or u- urine. So which is full of um, uric acid. <laughs> um. And that's part of just breaking down uh, um, metabolic waste, you know, in our body and removing it out. So we increase our uric acid. Um. You know. Production, if we have high levels of amino acids running through our body, absolutely, no doubt about it. And it becomes a problem if we are dehydrated. So when we don't consume enough water, uh, uric acid can build up, and then that can become a problem. So people who suffer with gout, for example, um, have a buildup of uric acid crystals in their body, primarily because they've overconsumed processed meats. Um, or tinned and processed fish, for example, um, and then they've consumed too much alcohol and not enough water. That's essentially how gout's really formed, is just a buildup of uric acid crystals. The inability of the kidneys to clear uric acid from the bloodstream um, as a result of the diet being too rich in amino acids. So um, that's really what that comes down to. But we can manage that. You know, like even if you eat too much protein, you can definitely drink enough water to mm. have your kidneys work really well. So, and your body's really efficient. It's just the thing is that when you eat too much of a particular macronutrient, to some extent your body will store it, you know. So you're not going to store excess protein as muscle unless you exercise. And you're not going to store excess protein as amino acids because there's no storage form of amino acids through the body. They kind of go into your body, go get absorbed through your, you know, digestive system into the bloodstream. If they're used, great. If they're not used, you weigh them out. Um, that's done. Um, so you're not really going to store them. Um, and some of the excess protein that you consume will be stored as fat. So just cause it's excess calories. So, um, and then excess dietary consumption of fat will, you'll store fat, make more fat and excess carbohydrate you'll store as fat. So it really, it comes down to excessive macronutrient intake just generally. Mm. Um, just got to be just putting too much that. fuel in the car. Like, too much. Yeah. Too much fuel. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's not uh, like you've got an extra tank unless you build your own tank. Correct. Well, the tank just belly. goes on the belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, the waistline. Right. Um, or your bum. This has been a great chat. We're like at 22 minutes and counting, and I know that uh, what I would like – Well, yeah, I do, but I'm also conscious. I'd like to give – you know, we, we need to open the doors to our 100 not out inbox for Q&A of this variety because I know people like me are listening to podcasts and have questions and honestly, you can pay a lot of money to ask health professionals these types of questions and we could actually get them answered for you on an episode of 100 Not Out and I know it's like tickling Damo's back when we pepper him with questions. How good is he at it? That's why you can see him on week... He does purr. You see him on Weekend Sunrise and they're throwing questions at him about Tech Neck or you see him on Channel 7 somewhere or... Uh, somewhere in the mass media. So I know you love it and I know you're very good at it and I think if you're happy to, I'd like to open the doors to our listeners. Send us a direct message at 100 Not Out uh, in Facebook. Send us a message. Uh, give or us a Insta. question or Insta, 100.NotOut. Um, let us know your questions and I'll ask them to demo of you um, because I think it's. I think we're in a very curious time at the minute. I think people are beginning to um, get some confidence that they can. Um, I was just talking to a friend who runs a gym, and he's like, he runs a jet gym. I'll shout out Callum uh, Fado, who runs one of the greatest gyms big in Cal. Australia. Big Cal. He's a big one hundred not out fan. Been to wellness summits. Listen to uh, 
you and I chat many times before, but he's saying that, um, you know, like Jet's head office is, is saying that, you know, this is going to be another year of growth in the health and wellness industry um, because people are more determined than ever and more and more people are becoming more and more determined than ever to improve their health and wellness. So we know it's on the radar. Um, let us help you. Uh, and I think it when we answer your questions, uh, we're also helping a lot of people um, answer theirs as well. So, Damo, as always, thank you for your professional wisdom and generosity of spirit when um, we ask these questions of you. You're welcome, PC. I do love it, uh, and I love being able to help wherever I can. So, yeah, thank you. And, yeah, fire through questions. I really love answering those questions. And, you know, if, if uh, you've got something that's burning, if you want to ask it on behalf of a friend of yours, that's mm. totally fine as well. Mm, absolutely. This one's for a friend. Um, to everyone that's been watching on Facebook, lots of banter in there. Open the door. I'm here now. Hello, says Wendy Stewart. Um, so that's great, guys. Just got to come on a little bit early, but I love it when we get a barrage of entries right at the end. Yeah, um, me too. So thank you. The me sadistic too. person in me is like, oh, is it finishing up? <laughs> 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 uh, but for everyone that's been on for the whole show, we hope you've enjoyed it. For those that have been on for 30 seconds, sorry, but next time. And until next week. Continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.